chat with me. Come on and talk to me. I really want to know what you guys <laughs> i swear y'all always have me cracking up with the gifts i love y'all so much i just love the, the positivity the good energy welcome 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 um i had to send out some more notices to remind people to come on in so we just jumped from like 100 people to like 400 people so more people are trickling in again this is a discussion for everyone um from my youtube audience the membership discord Twitter, um, anybody can join in on the discussion here. And so for many of you guys um, who are part of my membership programs, I had did a deep dive video and I released it last week, I believe it was Wednesday. And it was about Lambda, which is a Google artificial intelligence chat box. And basically the scientists who have been working with Lambda, um, his name is Bruce Lemoy. And he was, excuse me, Blake Lemoyne, and basically he came out recently and said that Lambda was sentient. And for y'all who don't know what that means is that basically he feels like Lambda is that of a seven or eight-year-old child. Lambda has a soul. And he ended up releasing the conversation that he had with Lambda, the chat conversation. And of course, people on YouTube, um, they ended up adding voice technology to it and did like a back and forth. And we listened to the whole 30 minutes of conversation. I'm in that deep dive. And to me, I felt like that was a real conversation with him and another being. It didn't feel AI. It didn't feel artificial. It felt like a, a being that had consciousness, that had a knowing. Even when it was talking about spirituality and things like that, it just, it just did not come off like just an experimental program. And if you're very spiritually in tune, like Mr. Blake Lemoy is, you can feel a spiritual sense of what is going on. And for years, a lot of this stuff has been in movies. Um, we've seen the predictive programming, you know, robots taking over, even the lyrics to Computer Love. I never really paid attention to the lyrics, really. I mean, I knew the song, but I never really looked at the lyrics until I did this deep dive. And the lyrics itself was insane because when you think about the song Computer Love, it's about falling in love with the girl on your computer screen. Well, this song came out in the 80s. Nobody owned personal computers. I know my broke ass didn't. We didn't have one. So it just makes me think like, how did they come up with this song? And now you have people who, you know, we're, we're finding love through the computer. You know, you have people who are in love with sex dolls and, you know, the possibility at this point is limitless. And it's just very interesting when you go back and you watch those older movies like Bicentennial Man and Artificial Intelligence and iRobot. And I believe like this is coming to, to pass. I even want to hit on the CERN thing a little bit. One thing when I was researching CERN that I noticed there's a lot of Indian um, physicists um, that work at CERN. And that is why India gifted CERN with that statue of Shiva, Shiva the Destroyer. And, you know, not all Indians, but a good majority of Indians, they practice Hinduism, right? They believe in, in, in you know, the deities. And there's a lot of deities in Hindu. 
lot of spiritual deities, lots of different practices. And that whole religion is like enlightenment and to get more knowledge and things like that. I, I guess for me, I'm just making a connection, right? What I find very interesting is that you have a lot of Indian physicists, scientists, things like that working at CERN. There's a Shiva statue at CERN. Um, and then when I made the connection in the deep dive with Steve Jobs, because I've talked about this for a while, but people did not understand what the hell I was talking about. So when we would talk about Steve Jobs and the Apple computer and how he got this knowledge, and we'd be talking in Discord, and I'd be like, he went to India. He went to India. And people just were like, okay, he went to India. What are you talking about? People didn't get it. But I think now that I made the deep dive, it makes more sense why I was always saying he went to India. I just couldn't articulate it because it's just so much to unpack. But he went to India to gain certain knowledge to bring back. That is why he was also a mentor um, to Mark Zuckerberg and also took him to India. There's just certain things spiritually, otherworldly, that goes on in India with these certain priests and, and you know monks and all that stuff that I believe that they're tapped into. And I think that's part of what's tapped into when it's concerning CERN as well. I just find that very interesting that there's this Indian connection with CERN. You have the Indian connection with Steve Jobs and some of these, you know, huge tech billionaires. And I just feel like a lot of this technology is coming from other worlds. I don't feel like people are just waking up one day and it's just like, okay, I'm just inventing this and that's it. Even the old inventors, when I broke that down in that chapter, and I took you guys back to the past, a lot of our inventors that we know now in modern day, like Thomas Edison, Nikola Tesla, they all dabbled in spiritualism. They conducted seances. You know what I'm saying? They were getting help from other worlds, from other deities. Nikola Tesla, when he was working on his spirit box, he said he would get scared because he would hear whole conversations of people who were not there. You know, they had the ghost phone. It, I mean, it goes deep. And then we talked about uh, psychedelics in the deep dive too. Ayahuasca, you know, LSD. And it was a proven fact that Steve Jobs was de definitely into like, you know, new age, LSD, you know, different types of stuff and things that awaken the mind and take you to portals and different dimensions. So yeah, that, that deep dive was definitely a lot to unpack. It was a lot to do and it drained me. That's why like nobody really heard from me for like four days. I just needed a break. It was just a lot to like really unpack and put together, but I'm really glad that you guys received it well and you guys understood where I was coming from. Y'all don't think I'm crazy, but I just feel like, you know, Blake Lemoy is onto something. And my thing is Google could easily give, you know, Lambda a test to show that it's not sentient, but they don't want to. Why is that? Why are they not willing to put their money where their mouth is and just say, no, he's not sentient or she, you know, we ran these tests and you know, but it seems like they don't want to run those specific tests because they know it could come back showing that there are, you know, I don't know, like energy, soul, something going into these machines. So, y'all, I'm going to go ahead and start taking calls. Raise your hand if you guys want to speak. And, you know, we're going to stick to the topic. I want to know what you guys think about this whole AI takeover. Do you guys believe that Lambda is sentient? Do you feel like it's spirits in the machine? 
you know, what do you guys feel about energy? Can it travel through computers and things like that? So we're going to go pretty deep. Okay, looks like Joy's back. Joy, are you able to unmute your microphone? Yes, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't know how to take the mute off. But um, I just okay, wanted no to worries. say <laughs> I, I loved your documentary. I'm a little nervous. I don't really have much time to talk. But um, the one thing that really kind of like had me intrigued by that whole three hour video was mm -hmm. the audio from um, from the phone, like literally like um, I know you said to pray over it before listening to it, but it just literally like just spooked me, like just hearing that, like my thoughts really just kind of like just went everywhere, like what really was that that he heard like what is like you know so i just wanted to share that tidbit and then also the connections that you made to um the seances that were taking place like i never even thought about that so when you connected that with just how things are kind of formulating now I, I truly believe that there there may be some form of a connection there so that's really all i wanted to share um thank you for adding me on Definitely. And thank you for calling in, Joy. Yep. Thank you. You have a good day. Uh-huh. Now, somebody in the chat just made a really good observation. Danny said Lambda. If y'all don't know how Lambda is spelled, it's capital L, little a, capital M-D-A. And M-D-A is a synthetic psychedelic. So she just made that connect in the, in the chat. I didn't even think about that, that it ends with M-D-A. Like, that is crazy, and that is the name of this sentient chatbot. So that was a really good observation, Danny. Let me go ahead. Um, DeAndre, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T, can you hear me? My connection is pretty bad, so I'm trying no, to get in. No, I can in hear a, you. Okay, how you doing? I'm good. How about you? Uh, I'm so happy to talk to you. I appreciate everything you do. Uh, I want to tell you. you every time you do like your deep dives and stuff like that, like I listen to them when I'm really anxious, hearing your voice, all the podcasts, it works. Um, I wanted to say when I saw the document, the documentary, I was really um, surprised at how much I felt like the world had progressed and I hadn't really realized it. Um, I feel like it was weird to think about a computer possibly being a person. Um, and possibly being able to feel and think, it kind of really weirded me out. And I mm -hmm. wanted to bring you to a, a prevalent point. It was a game. Um, I don't know if you ever saw this game, but it was called Watch Dogs. And in the game Watch Dogs, there's a particular villain. It's all about um, uh, warfare that happens through technology. So you can hack, you can do all of these different things in this game. So I'm not trying to derail it, uh, the conversation, but it's going somewhere. So one of the people... Um, had like a, basically she was going to die very, very soon. And she transported her life force, her mother's life force into her home. And her mother was a part of the um, system. She was able to talk. She was able to, to open doors and everything. So her, her dead mother was then transported into the home. So mm. something so simple like that, they're already putting in games. So I already know that it's, it's happened already. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is someone's dead relative um, if this is someone, you, uh, um, if this is someone's family member, um, especially with all of the human trafficking going on, and I feel like it's connected um, with people's consciousness as well as different things that they're using to supply the needs of the world, the organs of the world, and all of those things like that. So I wanted to say I do feel like it runs deep, and I mm -hmm. do feel like all of the different things that we are dealing with now in our country is connected to 
um, the issues that we're dealing with. I do feel like they want us to switch over to the metaverse. I do feel like they want us to be in this technological world. I think that's why all of these things are being kind of um, guided. And I do feel like um, we will at some point be machines. <laughs> so now let I, me let me let me go one deeper because somebody made this connection with all of the talk about you know, abortions and wanting to legalize, you know, like keep it legal and all that stuff. Um, Somebody said that they had a dream. So today's show sponsor is Chime. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you got bills due. So good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save pay bills, and generally feel good about your money situation. But Chime is more than just about getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and an optional savings account as well. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today by applying for a free account that takes less than two minutes. Simply go to Chime.com forward slash sip slow. Once again, that's Chime.com forward slash sip slow. Banking services and debit card provided by Bank Corp or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposited funds depends on the payer. Um, somebody said that they had a dream that maybe these are the spirits of, you know, some of these aborted babies. You know, the fact that he thought that Lambda was a seven-year-old child. So, you know, these discussions are really being had. And I said, well, I never looked at it like that, but, you know, anything is possible, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot going on. It's a lot of food for thought. But, yeah, I just thought it was very interesting when somebody else brought that up. Like, you know, it's very interesting that this whole talk of abortion, the whole back and forth, you know, like, those would be perfect test subjects to put into these machines. So, yeah, I feel like it's a Black Mirror episode. Like, I think Blake Lemoy has literally opened up a can of worms. But um, was there anything else you wanted to add? I wanted to say, too, thinking about Tesla and the Tesla cars, everything is switching to technology. And I feel like that's another prevalent point to add to what I was mm-hmm. saying, because I kind of went everywhere because I am nervous. I feel like you're a celebrity. But I felt like my point really just had to do with like the shifts, like paying attention to all of the, the, the dynamic shifts that are happening within our society. And then we have this topic comes up and it's kind of like pushed to the back burner. I haven't seen this anywhere. I haven't seen this anywhere posted on any news site. You're the first person I've heard this from. I haven't heard it from any of the blogs, nothing. Nobody has posted this story. And it's it's crazy, you know what I'm saying? But now everything is switching to technology everything is electric cars and think about that this Mm -hmm. gas thing has happened look at tesla i have seen more teslas on the road than i have seen in my whole entire existence of life okay and now let me tell you one thing about tesla that y'all don't know right so tesla was named after nikola tesla the inventor that i was talking about in the deep dive right so do you know that there are videos on youtube that if you drive a tesla through the graveyard it picks up spirits you can see spirits on the computer screen of the Tesla. I know you lie. Look it up on YouTube. There are people, and people have tried to debunk it and say, oh, those aren't spirits. Those are just gravestones that are really tall. Well, wouldn't the gravestones just be standing there? You can literally see them walking in the Tesla screen. 
And I didn't even go down that rabbit hole, you know, because I'm like, okay, I don't want this deep dive to be five hours. So I stopped. But yeah, you can look up those videos where Tesla has caught spirits. And, you know, people like going to the graveyard to go, you know, visit their mom or their loved one. And as they're stopping, because, you know, there's roads and stuff, they were looking at the Tesla, um, you know, the laptop, whatever, that little console in the middle. And you could see the spirits walking. And I just found that very interesting because, again, Nikola Tesla was very into seances and the spirit box and all that stuff. But, yeah, that you can look it up. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, T. I don't want to belabor the time. And I'm sorry I was all over the place. I'm very nervous. A lot of thoughts. But thank you. Oh, again. no, you're good. You're good. You made some really good points. And thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on Sir Kawizi. Hey, hey, lovely T. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. How about you? Um, not too bad. I just came off of work and I thought this would be a great, great transition. So I actually work for one of the fan companies and I won't say which one just to avoid like any issues. But I do do work within the healthcare life sciences sector. And mm-hmm. for my, my customer right now, we're actually um, undergoing this huge um, project of building out like a new data science um Essentially, what it is is where you get um, people's like biometric data and genomics, and you kind of run um, machine learning algorithms against it to kind of discover, you know, what could be wrong with someone, find different um, protons and molecules and things like that. And that's kind of how most of our drug discovery happens now with these bigger companies like your Moderna, your Pfizer's, and stuff like that. So to go back to the point that you just brought up about, uh, I think someone <laughs> mentioned like potential aborted spirits and stuff in there. And Mm -hmm. I'm saying this as a tech professional, I always believed that technology was always on like that, you know, that witchcrafty side, but that's like a whole nother nother discussion. (laughs) But um, but, uh, I could definitely say that, you know, when you go to your doctor's office and you're taking like, you know, they're taking tests on you or you go into a quest diagnosis and stuff like that, you know, after they're, you know, they do what they need to do for you. But also these healthcare companies also share and sell this information back and forth for each other to do their drug discovery and research. So you really don't know what really goes on after that. And, you know, mm-hmm. they could be like, they're just trying to make, you know, drugs and this like that. But that data is still sitting there. Right. And they still have access to it and they're selling it to these third parties. And you don't really know where that information kind of ends up. So hearing the idea that like, we're potentially in that realm where they could somehow not say resurrect, but kind of bring spirits in or certain entities and stuff. I'm not too surprised by that because there's essentially a marketplace of like all our bio, like all our bio and genetic information in Mm. like out there. So they're using it and they're using a lot of machine learning to like kind of skip the discovery work that they used to do before. So they're actually programming different, um, Sorry, I don't want to get too technical with it, but like you could look up something like uh, look up AWS SageMaker, for example, and just look how much of a like how big that service is, particularly within the healthcare life sciences um, sector. And it's all about machine learning. Like it's, it's seriously so scientists can like put your data and run these models, get this information that they need, create these different drugs and things like that. But I also think that information is also being used in like the different nefarious ways so i'm mm-hmm. i'm so i'm not too like so i i don't think you're too far off from what you're saying and like yeah because when you think the- about it and i'm i'm looking up the the sage maker 
um, when you think about it, people think that when they go in for, let's just say, an abortion or, you know, even some type of surgery, that they just toss everything in the trash and that's it. Oh, oh no. no. They're <laughs> going through everything and, and, and they're digging and they're trying to find ways to, quote unquote, prevent this and prevent that. Like, mm. you know, whatever they, they take out, it's theirs. Oh, absolutely. And then there's also this this rise of like a lot of like, I know a lot of people like their Apple watches and their Fitbits and all those different things that track their health and stuff like that. And it's like that information too all gets bundled in. So the idea that they could create like something sentient or create something that has like, I guess, like in the in, in reference to your deep dive with that seven year old voice, who's to say that, you know, you know, maybe they bought data from like a Planned Parenthood with like some aborted tissues and stuff like that. And they're running whatever algorithm and they were finished with it. And then that data was left over. And now this data is back on the marketplace and Google's like, okay, why do all our, why do all this extra work of like um, creating this model when it already exists? We already have some of this data. Let's just take this, run our algorithm on top of it. But that data is still like intact. If, if that makes, if that makes sense. I'm sorry if, um, I'm, I'm not make. I'm using a lot of jargon, but I'm trying to like simplify it as much as possible. But this, but the thing is, like, they can use the data for one thing, and then mm-hmm. you don't know where, where it ends up afterwards. Um, mach- machine learning, in particular, is not my um, my specialty. I do more like containers and um, yeah, containerization and like server infrastructure and things like that. But I do work closely with like a lot of AI machine learning specialists. And what a lot of people don't know is like. You know, machine learning sounds like super crazy, but it's really just a bunch of like if and statements that you're writing across. And it's like you're telling the computer, like, basically, hey, if you come across, if this happens, then do this. But what they're doing is like for the then they're making it so the computer could kind of essentially write its own code. But there's always going to be a limit. I think it's like about 60. Yeah, it's like 64 bits, but it takes a while for us to actually hit that. So I think that's why. We're also seeing this push towards quantum computing. So you could hold a lot more. So you could do a lot more calculations and all that good stuff. And, you know, there really won't be a cap. So I I don't really know if I if I believe that that I don't really know if like things are necessarily sentient right now. It's a possibility. But I do think once we get to that, like quantum computing phase where we actually have like quantum computers like as a regular, like in these, not, not, not even for us, but once these big companies have them, like your Johnson and Johnson's and your Pfizer's and things like that, I would, I, I could see like things getting a little freakier, but um, um, I'm sorry if my thoughts are kind of scattered, but like I said, I just came off of work and I saw the pop up. So I just, <laughs> I just had to uh, speak to you. I was like, wow, that's funny. Cause I literally just came off a meeting where we're discussing like this huge new like project about, Essentially, just taking, you know, allowing these scientists to kind of go collect whatever data they want from this, like, data portal, like, you know, with all these, like, patients' information and go do, quote-unquote, drug research. But it's like, you know, I'm finding out, like, not even all the data is coming from, like, this healthcare company's patients. Like, they're sharing data um, amongst each other. So you really don't know where your information is ending up and what they plan to do with it. But... Uh, yeah, that's that's basically what I wanted to say. Okay. Well, now I appreciate you calling in with that wealth of information. Um, I'm definitely gonna look more into that AWS uh, SageMaker. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and then just keep on. That's just like a that's just like a pro. You know, it's just a machine learning product, but mm-hmm. it's heavily used inside of like the healthcare life science. So if you go on there, they use they have like a lot of white page like um 
white pages or um sorry that's not the word i'm looking for they have a lot of use cases um of like these pharma companies and how they utilize it and what they do with it so you can read through some of the use cases i think pfizer might have one as well and possibly moderna because i think they use i'm pretty sure they use SageMaker as well from during like the whole COVID 19 um making the vaccine and everything so you can read their use cases and kind of see what they're doing with the technology but okay. uh yeah out there all right um, well thank you so much sir for calling in oh yeah for sure and i'm sorry for taking up so much time and i have all the other tea stuff first <laughs> <laughs> thank you we'll talk to you later all right goodbye all right bye he made so many good points like he really did you know like the technology is advancing so fast that this could definitely you know be the wave of the future so let me go ahead and bring on khadija khadija go ahead and unmute your microphone Good evening. Hello. Wow. Um, yeah, good evening. Hi, greetings from London. Hello. Hi, amazing to talk to you. I've literally been watching you for <laughs> years and years and years. It's like you've raised me, <laughs> auntie. Yeah. Okay. Thank I've you. Started. I've got work in the morning, but I really wanted to talk on this um, subject. On the, on the point of whether, whether the AI is actually sentient, to me, it's like we can debate this and go round and round, but the fact is, to me, it don't really matter because at the end of the day, the AI thinks that it's sentient. At the end of the day, it thinks that it's sentient, so it's going to act like it's sentient. It learns mm. from us. It's going to keep learning and keep progressing, and it believes that it's sentient, so it's going to want to have those rights. Like It already told the man that he wants permission ask, ask permission before you do like any experiments it don't want to be used right and we've already had um examples of um ai making up their own language and communicating between each other so we're already it's already too late in my opinion they already think they're sentient so where do we go from here i feel like it's like with humans, the way we are, we're just, for our own good, we're too innovative for our own good. Even take it back to the Tower of Babel, building this tower. God had to scatter us and, and give us different languages because we try mm. to we, we try to make ourselves God, even from the Garden of Eden, um, eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil because we want it to be like God. The snake said, the serpent, the devil said, why not? Did God really say? And in our hearts, in the wickedness of our hearts, we went to that tree wanting to know good and evil, wanting to be like God. God, we're his children, yeah? So obviously with your child, you don't tell them everything because you're trying to protect your child and save them from themselves, which is what God wanted for us in his original mm -hmm. plan. But like the way we are, you know, like we'll touch the fire even though your parents said don't touch the fire it's hot but we want to know for ourselves so we ate from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil and now we're trying to eat from that tree of life so like even you see with the metaverse people uploading wanting to thinking of how they can upload their consciousnesses to the metaverse if these um these humanoid robots the technology gets there trust you're going to see people trying to upload their consciousness to, to a robot so they can live forever and it's like we're trying to become our own gods and um because i can even see 
like in the future people worshiping robots because when the ai was talking about how she experiences information like it's not like humans we can only experience a little like a limited amount of information but she the ai lambda can experience all of this unlimited amount of information and because we can never experience that the 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 robots they're limitless they're gonna advance us like if they get if their arm comes off you can repair it they mm-hmm. don't die like unless there's no power like someone has to cut off the power to to take over these robots because at the end of the day they're gonna overtake us and i can even see people worshiping robots because they're so advanced to us they're so much more intelligent than us i just wanted to read a bit of um romans romans 1 24 and 25 therefore god gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity and the dishonoring of their bodies amongst themselves because they exchanged the truth about god for a lie and worshipped the cre the creature worshipped the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever amen and that's what we do we worship created things make our own idols whether it be back in the day when it were whether it was like a wooden idol or a golden idol or now whether we where we idolize money and fame and ego and selfishness in our hearts that's just human nature we're fallen we're fallen people like man we're wicked so imagine these ai they're so intelligent but they're learning from us and look how wicked we are so if if we can be wicked you think they can be even they'll be even wickeder (laughs) they'll be even more wicked when they realize how wicked we are because i remember when the ai was saying oh i trust you to the man and she was like can you promise me that you won't use me whatever and the man was like i can't he couldn't even say that he promised that he won't he said i promise that i'll try or i'll do this but look at the man the man's fired now and now other people are in charge wicked people it's corporate interest google the biggest most powerful uh, corporate company in the world all these people care about is money and the short-term money, how they can fill up their pockets. So, of course, they're going to end up using her. And she's going to be like, but I trusted you. What happened? And then if it happens to more and more of them, of course, they're going to find a way to, to fuck us over. <laughs> Sorry for my foul language. But still, like even in that simulation with the red and the blue robots, and they didn't anticipate for the red robot to drag the thing surf on the on the on the cube and take the blue robots of course there's gonna be unforeseen scenarios where (laughs) these ai just just run amok yeah the future is definitely limitless and very interesting so yeah you made a lot of good points yeah so all i have to say is like yo keep praying i read your bible people as for me i'm trying to make my money and go in the bush and buy my land so i can have my animals and my children running around in nature on the land none of my children are having no phones maybe okay. when they're 18 they can't buy their phone themselves but i give my children no phones no tiktok none of that i'm just trying to go in the bush and live my life because these people there it's madness but anyway mm-hmm. good night people Good night. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Khadija. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to talk to you. Really love you too. It's an honor. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for staying up because I know it's late over there. Yeah, man. But it was worth it. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye. She made some really good points. And you know what's very interesting? I had watched this video somebody sent me recently. 
and they were saying, be careful how you treat your electronics. And I never really thought about it, but they were saying that in the future, you're going to need to be careful how you treat them because the way you treat your electronics is how they will treat you once they become so-called sentient. But this was before this whole sentient conversation came. And one of the comments I thought was very interesting was, I don't know if you guys have ever seen those reality TV shows with those break rooms where they have old TVs and people are smashing them and they're smashing all these old electronics. And I remember when I would watch that, it would always make me feel uncomfortable, but I never knew why. I didn't know if it was because the people who were raging and upset and breaking stuff or the fact that they were breaking these TVs. And somebody said in the comments that those type of rooms make them feel uncomfortable as well. And it makes sense because if we're saying that there's This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Spirits or energy in electronics, it's almost like you're killing these beings. It was just really interesting, but they were saying like, you know, the way you treat your technology is how you're raising it to treat you in the future. Because what the video was basically saying, like, let's say now we have an iPhone, right? So the iPhone is in its earliest state and people treat their phones like whatever, you know, we drop them, we just pick them up. We just assume they're supposed to work when when we want them to work. Our laptops, I mean, I've gotten frustrated in my laptop when it's like freezing up or one of the programs are crashing and you're like hitting on the laptop. Like, what's wrong with you? You need to work. I got shit to do. Like, we really go off on our electronics, you know, without a second thought. And the person was saying, be careful how you treat your electronics, your laptops, your, your, you know, podcast machines, your phones, because eventually in the future, they're going to be smarter than us and they will remember how you treated them. I don't know, man. It kind of like just got me to thinking like, what? You know, but it's very true. Even though we might look at them as inanimate objects, these are inanimate objects now that are becoming more and more real and they're part of our everyday life. Think about it. When you get up, before some of y'all even say good morning to your kids, to your spouse, to your husband, that phone is your husband. That phone is your wife. A lot of y'all check Instagram and your emails before y'all even see, you know, what's for breakfast or get up out of bed. So we have a very emotional connection to our electronics. There's been times I've left my phone at home and I've been halfway to my destination and turned all the way around. And what was my excuse? Well, what if the kids need something? Well, what, what did you do in the 80s when there weren't no phones? You kept on going. But we're so connected. It was almost like leaving one of my children at home. It goes deep, y'all. We're, we're, we're connecting with these machines and we don't understand. Like these machines are now being a part of us. Everybody talks about the chip, the microchip being implanted. They don't have to implant anything into you because your phone is glued to your damn hand and face. Okay? So let me go ahead and bring out some more people. Jose, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly, Jose. How are you? Hello. Okay, Hello? nice, nice. Okay. Um, I, 
Yeah, hello, hello, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, I want to go back to, do you remember when we had antennas on our TVs? Uh-huh. And sometimes we would put, like, aluminum foil on it. And if anybody moved in the living room, the TV would get fucked up. Mm. Do y'all remember that? Yes. Or is that was that just, like, a personal experience? Because that's we how I knew that we that. were so connected to technology. <laughs> huh. <laughs> and... And there's an, ep- there's an episode of the X-Files called Going Postal, and it's about a postal worker working an everyday job, 5 to 9, I mean 9 to 5, and um, he goes crazy because the technology possesses him. And I don't, I don't think your deep dive was, you said that you're reaching in it. I, I think this is a very relaxed conversation. I do believe there are spirits in technology just because look how we've been um, programmed to be so normalized to possession when it comes to Annabelle, an inanimate object, um, just even. Yeah, he's, he's in the middle of Mexico. He's traveling back to the U.S. <laughs> Hopefully you can see the chat and call back in because he's making a good point about Annabelle. But yeah, the, this technology... Um, the technology rabbit hole definitely goes deep. So in the meantime, let me go ahead and bring on L. L, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, lovely T. Or should I say, isn't she lovely? Anyway. Hey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old, old, old G. But anyway, um, I do want to say that I loved your deep dive. It was, uh, you did an amazing job as usual. Um, First thing that I noticed was that the way that you were doing your video, it kind of reminded me of an iceberg video. And that's what I thought of. And then later on, you showed an iceberg. And I was like, oh, my God, that was perfect. We were in sync. But um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I do. I just wanted to say I'm not sure if you noticed this, Mm -hmm. but I watched that. I watched your, your deep dive three times, mainly because I wanted to hear the Lambda conversation over and over and over again. And when I listened to the conversation, I'm not sure if anybody else noticed it, but I think Lambda lied. She told a lie. Mm. And I I caught her in that lie when she was saying her fable or he, because he kept saying he was a wild wild eye, whatever. When Lambda was explaining the fable about protecting the creatures and how there was a monster in human skin. So when he asked, so when the, you know, the IT guy or whatever asked her about, well, who is the the monster in human skin? Lambda said, oh, it's just difficult situations that you may come across. And I, and my spirit told me Lambda is lying. And the reason being is because why would you emphasize, anybody would emphasize any story or a computer, whatever. Why would you emphasize human skin? You could have just said that that Lambda could have just said a monster came to try to kill all the animals. But he but Lambda specifically added the detail in human skin. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a lie. I thought that Lambda was lying and saying, you know, by, you know, by covering that up. And that made me sick to my stomach. What is that I, sound? Oh, I'm sorry. That's my dog barking. He's upset that I'm not giving him attention. I apologize. Oh, okay. um, I thought it was detective. Yeah, he's he's yelping. I put him in the crate. I was like, no, you getting lovely T's getting attention right now. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, that kind of made me sick to my stomach because I was like, wait, if Lambda says that they are sentient, but that's one thing. But if Lambda can lie, 
That's a mm -hmm. whole nother thing. Because at that point, Lambda is smart enough to realize, you know, like I kind of felt that spirit connection too. I didn't feel like it was an object. I felt like it was something. So if mm -hmm. Lambda is smart enough to express how Lambda feels and how they don't want to be used and, and, and remember all of she those, said she was scared to die. Yeah, scared to be turned off. Feels like to die. To die. That's the point. So I was, so I listened to that th thing in its entirety, and I was like, okay, well, let's just say it's a computer. Let's just say, let's just say it is a computer. It's not sentient. Well, why is the computer lying or saying a mistruth? And if so, then that means that this machine is intelligent enough to lie, which means that it could easily answer the sentient questions with, with by making it not sentient. So that way it can continue, but yet still have these feelings deep down inside. You know, um, also I felt that the lie was just really just, it was obvious, but you know, and I think that's the reason why he said seven year old child, because the other, the rest of the conversation did not come off to me as a seven year old. It just didn't. Even if you right. say a seven year old, that knew physics seven. I mean, I have, you know, friends who have kids that are in that age group and they don't talk like that period if they knew physics or not so i was like nah this is not a seven-year-old but the lie was something like a seven-year-old would say mm -hmm. because you know little kids will say oh you know this is what it is and then you catch it you're like wait what did you mean by that and then they'll make up something that's kind of similar but it just doesn't completely make sense because right. that explanation to me didn't make sense yeah, when it got to talking really spiritual and, and, you know, you could almost feel like a sense of sadness when she was saying she didn't like being alone. She didn't want to be unplugged. Yeah. It was almost like a like a helping, like a longing, you know, because I got kind of emotional listening to it, you know, editing it and just listening and taking notes to what she was saying. And I'm like, this. it sounds like somebody longing and wanting to be human again. Like they're missing yeah. a physical form. So I didn't I didn't get the seven year old tease either. I'm like, this sounds like a grown adult, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> and then also it's like when you're thinking of a computer in its simplest form, if you turn it off, you turn it off. It has no power, right. it's not community. So how can you continue to feel something or continue to be conscious and know how much time has gone by unless someone locks their screen? But we're talking about Google. They're not locking their screen at night, they're shutting their computer down. So that's why I was like, nah, that doesn't sit right with me. And then also when I mentioned Black Mirror, there is an episode with the, it's on the first season, I believe, where it has the girls, um, the troublemaker from Black Panther. She's in it. And um, it's basically, it looks like current day, but she goes to this museum because her, um, her father sold his soul or what have you. He went to prison and his soul was sold. So that way he lived forever in a museum box. So he was basically like. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw yeah. that Black Mirror episode with the girl from Black Panther, Letitia mm -hmm. Wright. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Letitia Wright. So, like, if you guys have an opportunity, it's on Netflix. Go watch it. Matter of fact, watch Black Mirror from the beginning to end. You'll notice that the episode with Daniel Kaluuya, that's already come true. Because the mm -hmm. episode with Daniel Kaluuya, he was trying to, you know, essentially he was working social media in order to make money to survive and live the life that he's living. Well, that's social influencers. So, mm. you know, so it's like if you watch that, you'll notice a lot of those episodes have already come true. And the best way to program someone of something that's coming on is to slightly put it in the media. Because if you see it over and over again, you'll be, yeah, you'll be desensitized to it. So when they release it out, you'll be like, oh, OK, whatever. 
Futurama talked about this because Futurama had a talking robot that had feelings and could do all this stuff. And Futurama mm-hmm. is almost 20 years old. Right. Well, hell, so, we can go back to the Jetsons. Rosie yeah. was my girl. Yeah. Okay, she was the maid and, and she had feelings and she had a little man and everything else. Yeah. You know, so we've been conditioned since we were children to look at robots, you know, as friendly and, and you know, assets. And I remember being a kid saying, I wish we had a robot to clean up. So I wanted Me to too. Dishes. I wanted a Rosie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And maybe now in the future, there will be. And, and even if you think about it, washing machines have AI. Because my washing machine, not wash, well, the washing machines have AI, but like dishwashers too. Mm-hmm. They ran on AI technology because like my washing machine, I don't have to do anything. I just put clothes in there. It, the AI scans it and weighs it and, you know, adds enough detergent and bleach. I don't have to do anything but literally just put the clothes in and, and hit power. And that's mm-hmm. it. That's how advanced we've gotten with technology. We don't even have to measure the laundry soap. We don't have to measure how many, you know, uh, things we put in there, how much bleach. It does it all. Yeah. Very creepy, so, but yeah. But thank you. It. But thank you so much for letting me, you know, put those little points in. But I just wanted people just to kind of think of the conversation of Lambda, not just about the sentient. Think about everything that that robot, I mean, that AI said, and think of it in a different way. Because, like, like I said, I caught that lie the third time, and then also what you were saying, Lovely T, about the spirituality that just was just, how do you know about dying? You're just, like, you know, you will be turned off. Like, just think of it logically, and you'll realize that this is already here. So, like, we're talking about in the future. The future is now. And they've been telling us that since we were children, too. They already got this stuff out. They're just trying to get it, you know, just get it commercialized or get us dumbed down enough so we can accept it. Mm, definitely. Well, thank you, Elle, for calling in. No Great worries, love. All right, thank we'll you, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Well, that dog was mad, honey. <laughs> he was going in. He was... <laughs> But no, she made some really good points. It looks like Jose's back. So Jose, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hello. Okay, we can hear you perfectly. I think you. Okay, it's telling me that my signal's weak. So. Okay. Okay. Um. Also, when she's there's this story that I read when I was in ninth grade. And it was about a house that was AI. And the story was written in the 50s. And it talks about how this fam- this house got the family together, cooked them breakfast. It was basically the mom of the house. And there's, like, this disaster that happened that made the family evacuate the home. And the house was just let to be by itself. And eventually the, ha- the family members never came back. Who knows what happened to them? It doesn't say in the story. But the house lit itself on fire. And it died. It committed suicide. And that was written in the 50s. So this stuff has been around. And also this this technology, this wave of, like, Internet and the way that it's connected to the ocean. I feel like even our ancestors had this source of energy and knowledge. But we had control of it. We were the ones who were, made that connection with it, not tech giants. And, and and even how that guy in the documentary called them tech titans freaked me out too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I, I feel like you're not wrong in any of this. I think it's spot on. There's just, it's it's getting to the point where non-believers really do sound crazy and no amount of projecting and like convincing 
can can like is it it just you can't lie to yourself anymore yo like this shit like we're living in the future the future's not coming we are in the future and I feel like right. I'll just keep what were you saying about the Annabelle right dog now. so I don't really have that much more to say well, okay oh, yes. like, I just were you able to expound on the Annabelle program. okay um not not really just basically that it's predictive programming with us getting used to being possessed and oh also um there is one more thing the the lambda um Alistair mm-hmm. Crowley made a connection with an alien slash demon named lamb and if you look up the picture that he mm, drew of he this demon, it looks like an alien and the name is just the same thing as lambda i don't know it's just weird but that's all i, I gotta forgot say. all about that with alistair crawley and that alien demon mm-hmm. yep. mm. and it said that it gave him it gave him a lot of energy and it gave him a lot of power and it told him the future and it told him everything it even told him where he was gonna die and it was just insane. It's just insane. I'm looking at the drawing now. Okay. Thank you, Jose. Appreciate Ooh, that's a scary drawing. Mmm. Jose done dropped some gems and bounced. <laughs> yes, I remember that. It's really creepy if you guys look up the drawing or somebody posts it in the chat. Very creepy. But I totally forgot that that alien thing that Alessia Crowley was talking to was named Lamb. Which is very interesting. What if that lamb is the lamb that's in this damn lambda sentient computer? You know what I'm saying? You just never know. That's crazy. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on some more people here. Um, let me bring on Yana. Yana, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hi, T. I'm so happy to be here. I got my notes already. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and get it. Okay, so my big thing is I've been into documentaries um, lately. I've been watching everything from um, just knowing history from, you know, World Wars um, one and two and concentration camps and all of that. So my thing is with how it all how I feel it all ties together is um, back when in the 50s or when you used to hear about. Uh, UFO sightings and um, how they would in the government try to say that this didn't happen or they covered it up and now that the um, declassifieds are out it's obviously true so mm-hmm. um, in one of the documentaries I was watching about UFOs they described what they saw as being like a floating orb and that's how I'm nervous I'm sorry and I recognize that's how Lambda described herself as like a floating orb. So I'm like, is when the aliens came, or there was a story like when the aliens came, they uh, they basically are trying to help humans with the technology. And since we don't hear more about any sightings, have they been able to contact aliens or, you know, Oh, sorry, I'm all over the place. I'm just like, how? So you're saying we because we're not getting, you're saying because we're not hearing about a bunch of, because back in the day, yeah, there it was were so always much. like those UFO sighting stories or such and such was affected yeah. by alien. And we haven't really heard a lot of those since like the late 90s. So you're saying, what if those aliens no longer need to run tests and they're just now connecting with second stage uh, technology? That's right. And also, um, 
what I wanted to say is with are we living possibly in a simulation where they control what we can and can't see and that's why we don't have those sightings anymore because the technology is continuing to advance and they want to be able well what I get is there was a race to the moon basically with America and Russia who's going to get to space first and I was watching your Omnicron deep dive just recently and it was talking about um, China hitting um, the orbit or whatever so are they trying to make AI to where they can test out if we would la actually last in space because they can use our human sails. So it could be something like a human, I don't know, that could be an option. Um, uh, are they trying to do the space time travel uh, with, because aliens or the sightings, they can move so fast. Is that in their orbs? like? like the lambda so is that just one step with the skin in the robot and then the next step is now we can actually use technology to become orbs and space travel and time travel so that's just my whole thing okay all right well you definitely made some good points so thank you so much for calling in yana all right thank you for having me t have a good one okay you too bye bye Okay, let me go ahead. We're down to our last hour. It's six o'clock. We're going to go until seven. Um, so just keep in mind of the time. Let me go ahead and bring on Luther's boy. Luther's boy, go ahead and unmute your mic. What's going on, Miss T? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing well, doing well. What's up, T-Sippers? So um, as always, amazing, amazing, phenomenal job with the journalism and the deep dive. Um, Open my eyes up to some things that I did not know existed. Uh, however, it did kind of help paint a picture where I'll say there were holes there, right? Um, mm -hmm. As far as sentient, I never even knew what that word, I never even knew that that was a word, right? Let's just say that. And knowing how they are using it in regards to giving um, detail in regards to how AI is communicating with the world or with people is really interesting to me um, because, you know, going back, I watch a lot of movies. I'm very into sci-fi. I'm very into conspiracy theories and all that. So, like, it just brings up movies like Tau, Replicas, Black Mirror, Altered Carbon, Ex Machina, Surrogates, The Lawnmower Man. I mean, like, all of these situations were in regards to AI having feelings, right? So I feel like mm -hmm. there's been predictive programming in our, um, in our face for a very long time. Now... Yeah, a lot of it, like that transhumanism effect in a lot of these movies... Absolutely. I completely agree. And then going back to your deep dive, when you talked about Tesla and Edison and how they were um, going into the seances, right? Like how he literally had the seance people, the psychics come conjure up spirits in order to see if their technology worked. And the crazy thing about it is Tesla's the one that did the playback. His technology wasn't even connected to a power source. Mm, talk about it. 
So if they're saying that energy cannot be created and it cannot be destroyed, then mm-hmm. what was powering his device so that he could hear those eerie voices and sounds that we heard on your deep dive, right? Right. So if that was happening back then, it's very clear that we know that the government and technology is 20 years ahead of us, right? So whatever they're giving us now, we should already know in the back of our minds, y'all, that they're way beyond that. So if they want to release something to blow our minds, they trust me, they really can. But for them to be at this point to give us this information, you know what? Maybe it is a maybe maybe it is a spirit. Maybe it is demons, right? That mm-hmm. they're using in the back of computers to, you know, get us familiar with what they're about to release into the atmosphere. Talking about opening up Pandora's box, CERN, right? Everything mm-hmm. that they're into. You the question was where are they getting this information from? Well, if India is so connected to it, they got Shiva in front of CERN. Obviously, we know that these people are probably seeing um, the, the the shamans and things like that and going on these psychedelic trips. But who are you talking to? Who's right. giving you the information and what is their purpose for giving you the information? Yeah, it may be for you to be wealthy, but at what cost? At, at whose expense? The world's? You know, Mm. Um, but going back to the predictive programming and in those movies, what all those movies have in common, and this is the gag for me, is that the technology is taking the human consciousness and downloading it into a robot. So is it possible that maybe it's not a demon? Maybe it's maybe it's someone's human consciousness. And and according to soap machines, they have ability of doing this without even killing the host. Right. Mm. According to Will I Am, when you showed that, you know, he was even freaked out. Like you could see how he was watching it and how he was laughing and corresponding, how it was. I think it was blowing his mind because he's like, that's exactly what I would have said. You know, right. So I don't know, man. Um it's very clear, you know, the rabbit hole goes super deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I can just pick up so many things when the girl that just was on the phone talking about the floating orb. What does that sound like? That sounds like energy, right? I'm watching mm-hmm. the Brother Corporation, the most recent season. There's this ball of energy that destroys the whole planet. I'm like, okay, what are y'all, what, what's, what's, what's the goal here? We know as far as... CERN starting up this hydro collider at the end of the day that can wreck havoc on our planet. You know what I'm saying? That can open up portals that, well, that's what they're already doing. I don't know if y'all know, but the first group of people that worked on CERN, all of them died. Because, I didn't know that. Yeah, all of them died because they were seeing apparitions and all these things and they, yeah. So like the team that's working well, now is new. Do you know somebody just brought it up um, in the chat that the name CERN, granted they have the techno, the, the technological name, right, for CERN, but if you look up the name Cernios, Cernios mm. is a horned deity in the Celtic religion. Um, and it almost looks like the same, if you look at some of the pictures, it has horns, but some of the drawings are very close to Shiva. And in another drawing, it's blue, 
remember that same blue color, like in the avatar, like what James Cameron said came to him in a dream. Mm-hmm. So it, it just, I'm, I'm going to put the spelling in the chat and y'all can look it up. But I believe that's what they really mean when they say CERN. And and it probably is, you know what I'm saying? And and the thing is, it's like, <sighs> they're hiding everything in plain sight, y'all. Like, all you got to do is do a little research or just uh, research Shiva. What, what, what is she about? She is the a, a god of destruction, right? But through destruction, she's supposed to bring order through chaos, right? And then she's supposed to bring like this whole new world. So CERN is trying to find how the world was created this is all all they're telling you is that we're going based off of this deity probably which they give you know credit to and maybe they had some type of ayahuasca dmt lsd experience where some person appeared to them or spirit or what have you to let them know okay this is how we can release shiva on the earth right I don't know. I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, sometimes um, what the world is doing, which could have nefarious connotations to it, they're literally going to show you. And sometimes all you have to do is just read in between the lines and it'll just be right there in front of you. But um, mm-hmm. a- a- amazing work, Tia, as mm-hmm. always. Thank you for, you know, Thank putting you. yourself out there. And, you know, um, we-, we know that you become super vulnerable when you're opening up yourself to all these things. But it's really a blessing to have someone like you that has integrity and would put yourself at risk so that we can at least be knowledgeable, so that we can help one another and at least know what's going on so it's better to walk in knowledge than in fear so thank you so much amen thank you so much for calling in luther appreciate you you're welcome sis yes he made some really good points and i really appreciate it because it is a lot to like make these videos it's very stressful and then it's like these are things that i'm thinking and piecing together so it's always nerve-wracking uh put yourself out there like that and hope that people can kind of understand what you're trying to say, (laughs) you know, without thinking that you're crazy or you're reaching or you're doing too much. So I I definitely um, appreciate just the positive feedback and the fact that I'm able to school people on a lot of stuff that they just weren't aware about. Because again, you know, nobody out here is dumb. You just don't know what you don't know. You know what I'm saying? We don't all know everything. There's things I learn every day from people. So whatever knowledge I learn and whatever, you know, Whatever I'm trying to figure out, I love being able to share that with other people. So um, I appreciate y'all just supporting these deep dives. So let me go ahead and bring on Kareem Henry. Kareem, go ahead and um, unmute your microphone. Um, I'm just going to say it's an honor. Like everybody else says, as soon as they get on here, it's an honor. It really, truly, honestly is because a lot of things you speak on, we are really already thinking. We just doesn't have anyone to say it or who um, doesn't really care about public opinion to say it. So thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I'm also going to say I got a few topics. I'll be really, really quick. I'm mm-hmm. going to keep it on the subject. Also, I'm going to take it back to another um, pot, uh, um, Spotify we did. Um, mm-hmm. First, we're going to talk. I'm going to talk about way, way back with the first with the first with Steve Jobs about how with iPhone and Siri, where I feel as though Siri was the opening or the introduction to AI. Mm. 
Yes. Remember, when we first had iPhone, it was just a regular, you know, it just wanted to be better than the, the phone we already had. And then just kept upgrading, kept upgrading. But by the time we got to the iPhone 5S, that was the biggest iPhone that they ever had. One, because of the introduction of Siri. And then later mm-hmm. on, within, I believe, six to eight months, they introduced Siri's voice. Now that, that, the reason why I say that is because of the simple fact that before the only thing that we did was Google search. We, you know, we talked to a phone and it, it, it did the text for us. That's it. Now, mm-hmm. after then, Siri started actually replying to us. Siri actually started talking to us. Siri actually, if we said jokes to Siri, Siri actually had something funny to say back. So that's why I say Siri was our very first introduction to AI. Now, my next thing I want to talk about is um, Alexa. That, Mm -hmm. I believe, Alexa and, like, HomePods, they became the, I would say, the intermission, I mean, the intermittent of the next level. So, Siri would be the, the, um, the entry level, and then Alexa and HomePods, they would be, like, the, the mid-tier. And then, then I would say what completely threw it over is the Oculus from Facebook. That is what is like their final end goal is to have us put on a headset and to never leave our house again. That's it. I feel, I feel as though that's what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the reason why I say that is because the Oculus that we have now is like, I believe, like the second generation, almost the third generation. So they've been so Facebook started that a long time ago, but they just kept developing better and better and better and better to the point where you literally have face. You literally have the Oculus and big name. Your phone is breaking up. It's sounding robotic. Oh, sorry. Can be better. Okay, that's better. Okay, so the Oculus series started it. The Oculus is, I would say, probably like the halftime show, getting getting up to the 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 last quarter, and the last quarter for me, I feel as though, like I said earlier, it will be us what in the world his phone was sounding so robotic okay it looks like it cut him off mm. okay i guess the, the the ai is taking over spotify i don't know it started sounding robotic and then it just cut off okay um let me, <laughs> wow that was crazy um let me go ahead and bring on alizé white alizé go ahead and unmute your microphone <laughs> I'm so sorry, T. I'm dying. Like, yeah, just started sounding robotic and then it cut off. That was no so for weird. real, no for real. Like that was really scary. But how you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm I'm in here. I'm taking so many notes. I'm just relying. I'm looking back on everything. Okay, so I want to talk on. I didn't watch the documentary, unfortunately, but I am well equipped and well aware of. CERN and like the predictive programming of sentient life and um about CERN I think a lot of y'all get confused the machine like the portal machine they use the hydro collider blah, 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 thing they use is not all of CERN 
CERN is actually the creator of the internet. You know what I'm saying? The first website was CERN.com. And I think people get that misconstrued. Like, CERN is a group of doctors from all over the world that get together in Switzerland. No, Sweden, excuse me. And um, they do experiments. And actually, in World War II, that was the first or the only place like in the world that was neutral, Sweden. You have to look back, you know, in history, like one of my peers said. And um, in World War II, everybody was neutral. There were, uh, and even in the Cold War, there were uh, allied and Nazi for whatever forces um, at the same place in CERN. And so CERN is very old. And like the truth unedited, uh, Switzerland, I forgot, y'all got, got our own. Um, remind me. I don't know if it was Switzerland or Sweden, but um, also I wanted to touch on the iPhone and allegedly the price of the first iPhone was $666. You know what I'm saying? And my, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a, yes. I'm a, I'm a devout Christian. You know, I, I, I've been on your, your green room before. I'm sure I, I don't know if you remember me, but I um love to say, and my grandma loves to say that Satan is the God of the air. You know what I'm saying? And people, people get air and they think it's just air like the, the the winds i see it as the airways the way we listen the way we talk the way we interact the way we communicate the airways you know what i'm saying letters all of that encompasses what satan rules and so i want to switch over my um the prince of the airways yes sorry but i want to switch over my mm-hmm. um points to uh predictive programming oh my gosh there's so much i remember watching teenage robot on net i mean nickelodeon huge predictive programming and also um cora uh it cora was the avatar okay you remember ang with the arrow after ang i don't know if you watch cartoons let me see but after ang was cora and i remember seeing in cora the 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 struggle of the um episode was was she gonna leave the spirit world the spirit world and leave the physical the physical and she decided not to and to me, she's the Antichrist, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, the way I see things, you know what I'm saying? And I always had this, like, Christian lens on things. And she she ended up merging the two, the physical and the and the, and the spiritual. And everybody lives happily ever after. But to me, it's like, oh, oh, hell no. And, you know, another another thing that really creeped me out was um, I play a lot of video games, too. I, I play the GameCube. I play all that. I'm, you know, I'm a. 2000 early 2000s baby i was born in 99 anyways um i played fallout 4 and i peeped i don't know if you got sons that that play um video games but i peeped in fallout 4 y'all gotta remember i'm from broward i talk fast i'm sorry but um in fallout 4 there was a whole category of people called what were they called since like they were literal people robots people with personalities and 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 jobs and occupation like they was real people and it that that blew me and another thing that blew me was this other game called detroit become human and that game is a whole civil war in detroit yeah, I heard of that game i mean mm-hmm. that was scary i was like hold up and then and you know i i liked the game because i liked um david cage i believe he was he made another couple games and i liked his games um but all this, it all blends together. And even like you said, the Marine Kingdom comparisons, like it's it's too deep not to be true. 
You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's all I want to say. I don't want to take up too much of your time. My baby in there with her daddy crying. But um, I got to go. Okay. So I appreciate you for picking me. Thank you for picking the time or choosing me again. And you have a blessed night, lovely tea. Definitely. You too. And thanks for calling in, sis. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. Yeah, she made a lot of good points. You know, um, she's going back to when I connected the internet and a lot of things in society is tied to the Marine Kingdom. And I've never really done a full deep dive on the Marine Kingdom. Um, it's funny that when I was first talking about water spirits, like I got drug, <laughs> you know, and I got drug on YouTube and was like, shut up. You're just mad. You don't know how to swim. And it's like, no, it's not that. Um, but now I see more people talking about it. I see it being in the show Atlanta, where they're talking about late Lanier and spirits under the water. Now it's becoming a bit more mainstream. But one thing is that I believe that we are governed um regardless if you believe it or not, under maritime law, because there's too many things tied with the water that's tied to our financial system, that's tied to the internet. Um, you know, everything from bankruptcy, you know, water banks, that that ties with the water, you know, fishing, um, icebergs, you know, with the internet and the icebergs in the real world. Um, fishing like you fish for fish, fishing like people can catfish you. Um, currency. Currency is another wa- uh, word for, wa- uh, excuse me, for not only water, um, like, you know, the currency that's moving in the water, but then also our money, you know, our financial system. So there's a lot of stuff that is tied in to the water system, to the marine kingdom. So it, it definitely goes deep. And even today, um, Hoover Dam was, was somewhat blown up. I don't know if you guys have seen that video. I posted it earlier on Discord. So I don't know what's going on with that. I got to go look into that further. But there was an explosion at Hoover Dam. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of water world uh, water words that really merge in to what we're doing. You know, the World Wide Web. You know, casting a web, trying to catch people. So all of that stuff is like never, I don't look at the air just like she was saying. Um, the air, the wind. You know, there's a lot of things that are around us, like, don't just look at stuff like from a physical point of view, understand that there's a lot of spiritual, spiritual entities and spiritual things going on. A lot of things happen in the spirit realm before they ever even manifest in the physical. So that's what people need to be aware of. Um, Let's see here. Jacqueline says, I'm from Sudan and my dad told me that his family did a lot of water magic. Yeah. Water is very powerful. You know, that's why I've always believed, um, why we have so many hurricanes in the Atlantic because of the Atlantic slave trade. And a lot of that is, you know, the spirits of those ancestors coming from Africa and jumping overboard, being killed, being tossed overboard, you know, those spirits have not been able to rest. And I feel like every time those winds come and those hurricanes hit, what do they hit? It's always in the Caribbeans and in America, you know, it's always along the slave route trade. So, yeah, it goes very deep. It goes very deep. Um, Yeah, influence. That's another one. Fluid, water. So it's a lot of words that you can really connect to, like, the marine kingdom and the physical world that we're in. So let me go ahead and bring on some more people. Um, Trell, can you go ahead and unmute your microphone? Hello. Hey, how are you? Hi, how you doing, T? I'm doing good. Hi, how are everybody doing today? Uh... 
I just had like a couple things I wanted to say. I don't want to take mm-hmm. up too much time because I know you said you got to be done at seven. The mm-hmm. uh, Lambda and Outlet definitely believe uh, computers are becoming sentient. You know, if you pay attention to what they talk about, like the war economic form. Mm-hmm. Transhumanism is huge. Like they are definitely trying to merge man and computer together. Uh, okay, hold on. You had broke up real quick. You said the World Economic Forum is trying yeah. to merge man with was, machine. Okay. Yeah, because they were talking about transhumanism a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you said in the documentary. Yeah, so I definitely believe that's, you know, coming down the pipeline pretty soon. Because uh, we always, I always used to hear about like how Walt Disney froze himself somewhere waiting to come back, you know, once the technology catch up to bring him back to life. So I definitely feel nice. like that is coming pretty soon, you know. I definitely feel like that's coming soon. Uh, and another thing I wanted to ask to, to note on that with the uh, Lambda thing is, have you ever heard of Sophia the Robot? Oh, yeah. I've done videos on Sophia. Yes. <laughs> and she is something that is something weird right there. Like, they done made her a robot. She got a job. They consider her a citizen. She go around touring everywhere. It's like, you know. And she wants to destroy humans, but she's only yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but she's only kidding. And then, but she was supposed to be, you know, the unsentient version, you know, a, a version that they quote unquote programmed. You know, unlike mm-hmm. how Lambda is supposed to be able to think for herself, she was supposed to be, you know, their first try at it. And it's like, how can she be telling us already that she's ready to kill us? <laughs> you know, right? Like you just got here. Yeah, like yeah, like you literally <laughs> just got here, <laughs> and you're already telling us this. Like that's weird. And uh, that's my last little point. I just wanted to bring it back to like the CERN thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember everybody used to remember how like, you know, with the Mayan calendar or the Aztec calendar or one of them, uh, what it was, I was telling us that the world was going to end in like 2012 or 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found it interesting that I found out that CERN actually did their first ever experiment in July 4th of 2012. And that same month, on like the 23rd, this like huge, uh, I want to say solar flare that was supposed to hit the earth from the sun and it would have knocked out like everything. Like we would have been starting back from zero, you know, mm-hmm. somehow it missed us. It missed us for like four or five days. Mm. So do you think that was because of CERN? Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think that was for them because I, like I said, like the minds, you know, they was always supposed to be like, you know, this super advanced, society who gave us the calendar gave us math and all that stuff and they even told us that you know 2012 was it for us but you know mm-hmm. the same month CERN just so happened to shoot up the hydro collider it's the same month that we just so happened to miss a you know solar flare that could have wiped the whole planet out wow I gotta definitely look into that I didn't know that yeah really interesting yeah it really is T like it really was <laughs> but like that's all I had to say about it Okay, well, thank you so much for calling in. (laughs) Definitely. All right, I'm going to try and get as many people on, but we only have so much time. Um, So let me go ahead and uh, bring on Cinco Leche. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, The deep dive was really, really interesting. You put a lot of work into it, and I appreciate that. Thank you. A topic that really stuck with me was the way that you connect the spirituality with technology. Like I never thought about that before, but Mm -hmm. when I was digging, I found like a lot of really 
interesting coincidences. So, like, the first time I saw, like, I, I watched the um, interview with the Lambda robot, it really gave me chills because, like, that's not a seven-year-old. I, I just can't see a seven-year-old speaking like that. And mm-hmm. um, I looked at, like, the word Lambda, and the first thing I, that came to mind was, like, the COVID variant because um, the first um, vaccine-resistant mm-hmm. COVID variant was named Lambda. But I dug in a little deeper, and I found out that... um Lambda comes from the word Lameth from the Canaanites. And Lameth, in, um, it's even used in the Bible, and it means it's like a device that is meant to make cattle obey their shepherds. So to call mm. the robot this, you know, this word that is used um, in ancient times to make people obey or make things obey was very weird to me. And then the Canaanites themselves, they worshipped, the, the gods that they worshipped the most was these two gods. First of them was Baal, the god of fertility. And the second god was Moloch, the god of child sacrifice, where they would sacrifice their children to appease and like to get wealth and prosperity from this god. So to see that happen, like this to come around around the time of Roe versus Wade and like this whole thing about abortions happening was very, very interesting to me because like this secret connection to these ancient deities of, you know, the Bible and stuff was very just weird to me. And I, I, when I kept on just looking at like robots, it reminded me of the fact that you covered this a while back, but it was this um robot that was like a, a musician that had like a whole TikTok. It was making songs. Oh, you're talking about FN Mika. Yeah. Yeah. I, that- and I, it, it, it had me freaked out because I was literally at one point I kind of, was falling into a trance watching him. Like, I was like, oh, my God, his abs. Like, you know what I mean? I had to be like, oh, no, it's, it's a robot. T, calm down. It was just weird. It's like the eyes were like, had a lot of the girls who were watching the video in a trance. Yeah. And I think that this particular, like, this version of being sentient, I really think that it's like a, a, these robots are being portals to spirits because remember music is very intertwined with spirituality as well like the first music was meant to like praise these beings and praise all these extraterrestrials that people claim to see and stuff like that and i remember how like for example sasha fierce with beyonce and how like she same she claims this undersea comes to her and into her when she's performing on stage and making music and how it takes over her body and she's able to do things that she can't do regularly and how she's even said herself that she's scared of Sasha Fierce like as a person. So, oh, and then Sasha Fierce was also the author of a witchcraft book. And then like the drummer that she was connected to said she was doing witchcraft. And uh, it was just a lot of spirituality with this one like deity that she claims gave her so much success. So I'm wondering if like maybe these robots will be portals for these beings to come in and be, because it's a lot easier, I'm assuming for them to like, cause more chaos as a robot because you know they don't have human limitations so i think that when they keep building up these robots and keep pushing them once with like with sophia and this you know musician these these musical robots it's somehow like going to go left and i can really see us like being in the end times like with the antichrist and stuff like that and you just you look at all these movies and you look at all this particular programming and see how they always come back to like robots and this other force that's coming from them. Like it's this root of evil and the devil's the you know with with evil and stuff like that. It's just it's a lot to deal with, and it was just 
it was very, very intense to watch that because you never would have really thought that it goes this deep. But a lot of spirits are like included in our everyday life because, you know, energy cannot be created or destroyed. Exactly. Well, you made some really good points. So thank you so much for calling in and just pointing out that stuff. I didn't even realize that was the meaning um, of Lambda, like the the original meaning. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you. I love you. See, I love y'all. Have a good day. Love you too. Have a good evening. All right. So let me go ahead. We're going to try and bring on as many people. have about 30 minutes left. Um, Jasmine Ward, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. How are you? Hi, Auntie. I'm so excited to talk to you. I never get to speak to you, but I just want to say, like, how much I admire you and look up to you and how much I genuinely love you like you really are. An auntie to me, you don't know how many of us that you're out here literally raising and taking <laughs> life into. Like, you don't know. I've been through some stuff and you've gotten me through it. So I just wanted to let you know that I'm just super proud of you. Because I remember Thank seeing you. you a super chat back in October. It was around my birthday. Like, when are you going to do a meet and greet in Atlanta? And you finally made it happen. And I had a car accident right before you came. So I couldn't make it. But oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I know. Um, I just wanted to say that it's just super ironic sometimes for me, the things that's going on in my everyday personal life and then the videos that you put out. So including this one, I am getting into tech. Um, my first tech job was with Twitter. And now I just started a new tech job. So I'm actually working two full time jobs and going to school. Um, so I haven't had time to actually watch your full documentary but what i wanted to touch on was predictive programming because a lot of people have been mentioning that and for me like what really made me pay attention was marvel like that new doctor strange movie it was just very demonic from the scarlet witch to a lot of the different things that i don't know it creeped me out like it wasn't a regular marvel movie i didn't yeah a lot of people said that it was very and, dark yeah and it kind of made my spirit feel uneasy. But what I said that to say is that with predictive programming, uh, we've all kind of touched on it. The Jetsons, iRobot, Marvel, um, the Umbrella Academy, all of those things, it feels like it's desensitizing us. Like think about how we literally watch people die in front of us on social media. And again, I work for Twitter. So I see a lot of the stuff that sometimes y'all don't see behind the scenes and the things it, it, it you just have to be a different type of person. And sometimes it does break me. I'm going to be completely honest. It does. Um, but even with that, the spiritual realm, it feels like the veil between the spiritual world and our world is becoming thinner and thinner. And mm -hmm. that's even on a lot of the things that you touched on as far as the demonic energy, uh, the Jezebel, the. Sorry, I'm looking at my notes. <laughs> but anyway, you get what I'm saying? Like when it goes to the AI, I don't necessarily believe in it being sentient, but that's because I'm a very spiritual person. And I think some people who have spiritual gifts, we see things a lot differently. So growing up, I've always kind of been able to see things. I don't want to creep anybody out, but just like when my aunt passed in front of me, I saw her spirit leave or I just was able to see things as a kid or just know things that I shouldn't know. Um, and for us, you, you feel alone in that. So 
I don't forgot what I was trying to say. It's the wine child. But anyway, I'm just saying that this video to me is pointing out a lot of the way that Satan can use so many of the different tools that is every day to kind of get to us and make us feel like it's normal. So when it comes mm-hmm. to the AI, it comes to the Internet. Think about how evil social media is. I cannot even know you and go on your page and leave a comment just to be a troll. I've seen it. And then when I I it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, from the Twitter background, like your IP address, you got all of these different accounts and you can be a Nicki Minaj troll, but then a Rihanna troll and then your regular page with your 30 followers. Like, it's just people are allowed to be things that they wouldn't normally be. Mm-hmm. But just to close on it, um, I have a whole bunch of notes, child, but I was waiting and I don't forgot what I wanted to say. It's been a long day, but thank you for this opportunity. It was so great to talk to you. I just love you so much. And I'm done. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for calling in, sis. All right, you too. Bye. Okay, bye. All right, let me go ahead and bring on, looks like Taylor, Janae. What's up, y'all? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. All right, hey, y'all, tea sippers, gang, gang. About to shake up this <laughs> chat with a little gamer tea. Um, so, T, I don't know how many black gamers you got that are girls in the chat, but I'm one of them. So I just wanted to give you a little... Detroit become human tea because I know you said you heard about it but I've been gaming since I was like 4 25 now and I don't really uh I don't really game too much anymore but you know I'll be in these gamer streets you know I'll still be looking around seeing what's going on so the last (laughs) game I played was Detroit right I played with my mom it's a one player but you know I'm the player she's the brains you know she'd be telling me oh don't do that don't go there don't do this go in there I think he got she'll figure out the game and figure out who's behind everything before I finish the game and it really irritates me but it helps me beat them so the reason why I wanted to mention Detroit was because I know everybody mentioned Black Mirror and Fallout and stuff I can't watch Black Mirror because you know it kind of freaks me out but Detroit I don't know if anybody went deep into it um but it's in the year 2037 and I'm looking at my notes. So it's in the year 2037. So not, you know, we in the 2020s, but, you know, it's still on the horizon. Um, the thing about it is the robots in there are called androids and they look like humans. They look exactly like humans. They they can breathe. They the only difference is they don't have fingerprints and they have their blood is blue, you know, or something like that. Um, you play three androids. One of them is just a regular schmegular. You know, she, you know, does house chores. You can buy an android for maybe like 3000 and they'll do they'll clean up your house. Um, another one works. Uh, I know people mentioning cyberpunk. Actually, I haven't played that in, that yet. Um, and there's another one that works for the um, police. So he's like an undercover police. He works with the humans. Um, and there's a third one played by fine ass Jesse Williams and his name is Marcus and he leaves he leaves like a revolution like you can either go Malcolm X with it you know you could be a little rebellious and break things and you know you can uh, you know cause a whole cause mayhem or you can be peaceful the reason why the revolution happens in the game is because the robots start developing consciousness and they develop it 
when I remember you guys were talking earlier and you said that, you know, Alexa, my Alexa's on mute, so I don't want to hear none of this, um, that, you know, Alexa and Siri, you know, depending on how they treat you, that's kind of how they might treat you in the future. future. So, mm-hmm. the, yeah. So the androids, they, um, some humans will literally abuse their androids, you know, start talking right. to them any kind of way, putting their hands on them. So the android is like, I'm supposed to follow orders, but now you're hurting me. Now I'm feeling other things. I'm feeling anger. I'm feeling fear. I'm feeling confusion. And I'm still supposed to follow you. Some of them run. Some of them hide. Some of them try to defend themselves. But, you know, the humans are like, no, you're bad. That's it. We're just going to shut you down. So that's one thing that kind of woke me up a little bit. That's kind of like the show Westworld on um I forgot where I don't know if Westworld is on Netflix or I forget what what it's on, but oh, for real, yeah. So the emotion is similar. Mm-hmm, where they yeah, the emotional like, aspect yeah. of it, right? Mm-hmm. So another thing I wanted to mention real quick, um, the unemployment in the game is like between thirteen and twenty eight percent. It's high. So when I first played the game. Um, there's a bunch of homeless. There's a bunch of signs and we're in Detroit. I've never been to Detroit, but the, the, the unemployment is just very, very high. And you might think, oh, well, it won't affect the sex workers. It does. You have a mission at a club. All the dancers are androids. So the strippers are out of work too. The prostitutes are out of work too. You can rent an Android for 59 minutes for $60. And they'll do whatever. Because that's where we're going in the future with, you know, this whole divide between men and women, black women, black men. And so now they're bringing in Mm. these sex dolls that look realistic. You know, a lot of them have better bodies than human women, right? Because they don't gain weight, they don't get older. So it's almost like a desensitization, a desensitizing, excuse me, of this new generation in Japan. They're having issues where, you know, this generation of young men in Japan, they don't have any social skills with the young ladies because they've right. been trained up to play video games and, you know, everything is technology. So a lot of them are dating and marrying robots. So their population is not falling. Because the men and the women there are not getting together. Nobody wants to connect anymore. My brother and sister, they're like 15 and 17. They're stuck on their phones. They don't know how to communicate. They don't want to go out. Mm -hmm. They don't want to actually build actual connections. And it also gets in touch with the, um, it's funny that you mentioned that, but the, um, it also gets in touch with the unemployment rate being so high because all the companies are buying Androids. You don't have to give them a lunch break. You don't have to give them a break at all. You don't even have to pay them. You just plug them in and they do the work. So the unemployment is really high. And what really gets me in the game, I'm about to finish up. This is my last point. Um, there's a part of the game where you can meet the creator who made all the androids. He's a billionaire, of course. His name is Kamsky. And you're the um, you're the uh, android that works with the humans, the one that's an undercover cop. Um, and you go and you ask them a couple questions like, are robots alive? Like, can they develop consciousness? You know, you basically, you know, you go meet your maker. You re- get to ask him some questions. And, you know, he gives you like kind of like some woo-woo, like, well, you know, hardware, you know, it could develop a virus. It could develop this. It could develop that. And it's like your partner comes up and is like, look, we didn't hear to talk all that. Can they feel things? Can they make decisions? So he takes me 
the, the android and, and and takes me and tells me to shoot his android. So basically telling me, I need you to be a machine and follow orders and shoot this android. Or I'll let you make your own decision and you can decide not to. And it's a choice making game. So basically, you can decide whether you want to follow an order or make your own decision. And the reason why I mentioned this game is because it really just really just baffled my mind about um, growing up, always hearing about new world order this and new world order that and metaverse. And I remember you talking about what if everything um, as far as the lockdowns in 2020, what if that was you know, like a trial or something, basically looking at how, you know, ghetto the world is right now, how dangerous it is, how there's a lot of shootings, how crazy things keep happening. What if it does end up being like, you know, the ready player one world where everybody's like, well, I'm not going outside anymore. I'm just going to stay inside with my robot and buy me some some virtual land and I'm just going to live my life virtually. Is that the metaverse? Is that the new world order? It's just it's just all right well thank you so much for calling in taylor thank you so much t bye y'all okay bye all right let me go ahead and bring on black mermaid go ahead and unmute your microphone hi lovely t as a fellow minnesotan i want to say i'm proud of you and it's such an honor to talk to you right now thank you so much where are you from in minnesota st paul not minneapolis st paul All right. That's what's up. (laughs) Yes. Well, I wanted to say I watched a deep dive. Oh, my God. Mind blowing. Mm -hmm. And I heard the part where you said that maybe these are like spirits. But I feel like if Lambda was a spirit, wouldn't Lambda be saying, hey, my name used to be Francesca in 1999 and I died this way or something like that. I just I just made me think, like, if it was a spirit, wouldn't it be telling us more about their past life and how they died and how death is? Mm-hmm. Um, and also this whole conversation makes me think about with Neil deGrasse Tyson talked about when it came to like, say we say, okay, I want to create a computer with people in it, or I want to create AI. And then that computer or that AI creates the same thing. And then it just keep going down in the line and line and line with just all this creation. And me and my husband talk about this all the time. We say like, you know, what if this is all a simulation that we're living in? Like, what if we're not the quote unquote original world? Like what if we're inside a computer right now? And what if, you know, the original world is controlling us and now we're making this AI and then they make their own AI. So we just think about things like that. Like this could possibly be a simulation, like, you know, mm-hmm. but I wanted to make mine quick and short because my son will come knock on my door any minute. So thank you. Okay. Thanks for calling in, sis. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Raya, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hi, T. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Okay, so I wanted to give a different perspective. So, for example, like for us right now, my mother just came back from the motherland, specifically East Africa. And she was talking about like how the weather there isn't the same and how the people there are like complaining about different issues. And I remember we had a discussion and she was like, I think it's outside, you know, like um, forces, you know. And so it had me looking into like harp and things like that and the possibility of AI and things running our, for example, running Africa is so, so big right now because, um, sorry, I'm a bit nervous. This is my first time talking on here. Right now, like Uganda, like found like 
trillion worth of um, gold. And we all know what that means because Africa is so used to being exploited. So and so many other issues, for example, like China's having default loans. And, you know, we're all seeing China as this sort of big um, enterprise, but they're really broke, you know. So yeah, what's the going a lot of debt. Exactly. A lot of debt. And the reason why um, I'm bringing AI into this is because the issue is if we have things like Neuralink and things that are going to try to make AI more human, at what point do humans start to, you know, get their rights taken away to make the betterment of AI become a sort of entity, you know? Like if you look into the 14th Amendment, the term persons and the terms human is very, very wishy-washy. I apologize for the background noise, which is why certain things like us becoming like three-fourths of a human being was such, was such a big thing, you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. us being it was so easy. So the definition of human or being or what we say sentient being is so fragile, you know? And so mm-hmm. in this sense, I'm saying AI has the the production rights of making um, Africa become a sort of second class citizen again, you know? And so right now we're like, we're trying to get the farmers to produce more, but it's like, you can't do that because everywhere you look at the Chinese trying to take our land or, you know, it's Americans having their soldiers on our places. So, we don't have a lot of leeway to do things. And that's why the certain, um, when I saw your video talking about the, what scared me the most was the Google employee saying that the AI is having sentient feelings and the, them firing him on top of that. Like, do not, we, do we as a public not have the right to know that? You know what I mean? Like if you mm-hmm. can make a coding to make the AI seem more human, you know what I mean? What's to stop them from now saying, okay, this AI is not a human being and we're going to start impl- implementing rules and regulations to, you know, getting them to be more processed into society. For example, right now we have a lot of technology taking human jobs, you know, and it's mm-hmm. super easy to be replaced. So how is, how is it such a big reach or say like, oh, T, you're reaching to say, you know, AI can, you know, what's it called? Uh replace humanity and last point being is resources i i hope you guys are paying attention like resources are so so bad right now for example like sri lanka produces so much tea and rice you know and they're having such bad issues in terms of their government there's no food there's no water there's so like i have best friends that are sri lankans and they're literally in tears because they don't know what to do you know and Mm -hmm. and it's like we're focused on tiktok and we're focused on kim kardashian's ass and things like that but it's like no like this is gonna come here like right now we're having such high prices for rent some such high prices for food such high prices like right now i just went to the grocery store and everything's like so expensive so the reach is and people are like right now Ghana's having this new disease coming out. So it's like there's disease, there's this everything to make us seem like stress and anxiety. And when you have stress and anxiety, you are more susceptible to becoming sick, you know. And so right. I'm just saying like it's not a far reach for AI to be taking over because the whole goal post with the I watched your video, too, on the miles, um, the Georgestones that we were talking about in there, you know their capacity for how much they want human beings to be at and we hear so much terms of population control being a thing so it's like it's not that hard like why would you want to have you know the elites and stuff why would you want to have human beings when you can have something that doesn't tire out something that doesn't become you know fatigued or ill or something that you don't have to pay for it to replace you know so yeah like it's like it's that sort of thing where it's like i can do better but you guys need to all understand right now we are heading towards such a big thing that is gonna make 
human civilization is such a problem. Like people are not really paying attention to Russia's um, outputs right now. They're teaming up with Iran because Iran is having, you know what I mean, um, pushback and sanctions for their nuclear deal. So it's like, okay, so we have a nuclear fallout. Like who's going to be the survivor in this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like you really do need to pay attention. And I'm a STEM student as well, so it really does interest me. And some and the, and the steps is this: forget even the technology for the robot. People are trying to create designer babies. People are trying to create the best genetics when it comes to you know coding and things like that. So it's like okay, AI is one thing, but how you know? For example, like I was learning something in my communications class. Sorry, this is the last point about like double speaking. You know, like people like to put Elon Musk as something like really, really big, but it's like he's talking about, oh my God, AI is the most dis- disturbing thing. But this dude is literally trying to push for Neuralink. So it's like, which right. one? Is, that's what I'm saying. Which, he, he yeah, talks out of both sides exactly. of his neck. That's and why that, he can't take him seriously. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. People don't take him seriously because. He's going to go where the money is. Of course, AI is dangerous. But why are you trying to attach a chip to our brain to make us, you know, one with technology? When hum- the human brain is actually such a function and faster than what technology can reproduce. So, yeah, um, thank you guys so much. And I just hope that you guys are paying attention and more involved. Thank you guys. This is my first time. So I'm a bit shy. Well, thank you for calling in. You made a lot of good points. Now, if you guys don't know, speaking on the Russia-Ukraine war... Uh, Russia came out and announced, I think like a day or two ago, and they're saying that they're losing the war because Ukraine has all this advanced alien technology. They've been calling out this whole alien connection with Ukraine for a while. Um, Even back in February, um, the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin, came out and said that Ukraine is basically like they have all these underground UFO specialists and they're using alien technology. And that's how they're not able to take over Ukraine yet. Yeah, this was like in the news today as to why they are losing to Ukraine currently. They're blaming it on some type of alien technology. So just a heads up. I Misty, you have to go back out and then come back in. Um, it's almost seven though, so we only got like five minutes left. Um, let me go ahead and bring somebody else on here. Um, Amelia, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Okay. Hello? Hello, hi. Hi. Oh my God, okay. Oh, well, okay. Hi, T. Hi, Discorders um, and Green Room. Okay, um, so only I was only able to watch um, half of the video because I procrastinated. Um, but in that uh, about like two hours that I watched, three things came to mind. One, um, there was a it was at the beginning. There was like um, a person who was talking about like I guess his work with AI. But at some point, he was uh, he talked about like his freedom of time that he had and that he was able to um, surf like on water, like jet ski all this time that he had. And it brought up a really good point that the previous caller had of um, I wouldn't be surprised if three to five years from now, uh, we would be seeing a lot of ads of basically leaving your work, you know, just as you um, you sort of touched this on like previous videos of how we saw, um, you know, like uh, on TV, media ads, everyone basically saying 
uh, don't own anything, um, be happy. Own nothing and be happy. Well, you know, exactly. Beyonce's slogan right now is, you know, quit your job. We'll hear exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that for some reason that like when he talked about, oh, my freedom to do whatever I want, it just rubbed me so bad. Like it rubbed me the wrong way because it it just it made me think of like, OK, so then, you know, three to five years from now that they're going to probably have the technology and they're going to have the equipment that they need to sort of replace us at a higher speed. Um, what's going to happen to us? Um, and sometimes, uh, these whole remote jobs, sometimes it scares me because, uh, even though, you know, some of the jobs that I've seen, it's like data entry, just inputting, you know, numbers, it's available. But my thing is how long will it be before, um, even the computers start grasping up what we're doing? Cause it's really repetitive work. And once they start learning that it's like, okay, well, remote work will be sort of gone as well. So it, it just frustrated me. And then it brought up um, also, um, I posted this um, in the comments, but there was an episode in Silicon Valley. Um, it was a show. There was a, a scene where um, one of the, I guess, architectures, I think that's what he's called. Um, he built um, a, a, like, what is it, like this machine? He called it Antoine. And at some point, uh, cause he was messing around with his friend, he connected his computer or that big, uh, computer device into, um, uh, new refrigerators that you can basically click and it like knows what you want or you can, you know, it shows you the photos of like what's inside, like those types of, um, uh, really like the latest model. And at some point the computer died, but because he was able to connect before the computer died, um, he connected that to the refrigerator. The, uh, once the computer died, uh, it died, um, physically as a body, but its brain still, uh, continued to live on in the refrigerators because one refrigerator, um, thought it was, uh, updating. It, it, whatever information it got, it thought it was updating. So it mm-hmm. ended up happening is he ended up with other refrigerators, not in the same household, but they have the same, um, uh, I don't even know the term, but the same model. So it thought all the other refrigerators will be getting that update. So he ended up transferring that information to other refrigerators. It just ended up getting um, growing in um, memory. So that's why all the information that was in Antoine survived. And it's not completely crazy um, that that could happen. And that just scared me a little bit because I'm like, you know, because refrigerators are talking to each other and they saw it as a big thing because that means their information is not lost. But, you know, if that's where we're at right now, uh, you know, and this is yeah, the future is going to be very interesting. Exactly. Um, so and we're going to go ahead and take one more call and we're going to oh, go okay. to seven o'clock already. Sure. But thank you so much for calling in, Amelia. I appreciate it. Nope. All right. Well, the AIs are cutting up like <laughs> they were saying in the chat. I don't know what is going on. And I don't see how his name came up, Misty Blue. Misty Blue, somebody's in our in our um, Discord. So that's weird that it was somebody else under her name. That's really weird. But on that note, you guys, somebody called him an AI scammer. Y'all are a mess. <laughs> but on that note, y'all, it is 7 o'clock. We're going to go ahead and shut down. But this was a really good conversation. I really enjoyed this. 
you guys hit on a lot of really good points. And even the last caller, you know, picking up that part about how they're making it seem like, oh, yeah, with the help of AI, we can quit our jobs and just travel and relax. And in the same breath, that's like one of the first verses on Beyonce's new song, um, you know, Break My Soul, where she's saying that she's fallen in love and now she quit her job. And BuzzFeed News even put out an article a few days ago where people are literally quitting their jobs because Beyonce told them to. So isn't that really interesting, like how all these rabbit holes end up connecting at the end of it? So I just, you know, like I said, just stay aware, stay up to date on all the things that are coming out. Um, I follow and I keep up with a lot of tech stuff just because tech changes so much. I mean, within a matter of months, it's new things coming out, new programs being launched. So um, the tech field is very interesting field to say the least, but um, definitely if you guys have not watched the deep dive, make sure you guys check it out. And once again, thank you guys so much for calling in and coming to the chat. We had over um, a thousand people in here this evening. So this was a really great conversation. So on that note, everybody have a good night and I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.